A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the hottest podcast ever. Toby, I've told you all day it's about the hottest month ever. (laughs) Stop saying it wrong. Oh yes, that's right. This is the world in 10. Still a hot pod, but not for us to tell you just how hot. I'm Toby Gillis with Sonal Patel today, and Sonal is right. We've a triple threat of environmental disasters to tell you about today. We have, as well as drone wars, what Harry and Meghan did next, and the ever-changing world of beach etiquette. First though, Toby, I'm taking you to a hellscape. Where else? (laughs) A place where people come to crack eggs on rocks and watch them cook. It's that hot. Death Valley Ah, in California. I'm with you. Yeah, temperatures there in the summer regularly peak at around 50 degrees Celsius. That's more than 120 Fahrenheit. The heat tries to escape at night, but it can't, and it gets forced back down, and it reheats kind of like a convection oven. That's a park ranger there. You'd probably be forgiven for thinking, what's a few more degrees? It's got death in the title already. And you'd be wrong again. (laughs) Uh, Obviously. Yeah. It's getting hotter there. Temperatures are up year on year, pushing even the toughest of species to an existential tipping point. Uh, We're talking about one of the world's oldest species of tree, the Great Basin bristlecone pine. Easy for you to say. Yeah. And also, and this name is outstanding, the devil's hole pupfish. I can't say what I want to say about (laughs) that, but this isn't just about Death Valley. Never have I seen so many articles in the Times from different parts of the world uh, warning of the impact of climate change in just one day. Very true. There's Death Valley, which we've talked about, and the other extreme Antarctica. A new report suggests the continent could turn from a refrigerator to a radiator because of rising temperatures. Mm, We're not done either because another report says that this July was the hottest ever on record, although you wouldn't believe it if you'd been in the UK, by the way. Uh, There's barely a continent that has escaped extreme weather. The States, Canada, Southern Europe parts of Asia. Adam Vaughan, the Times Environment Editor, has been looking into it. I do think you can hold in your head that two things are true at the same time. One, that the numbers are very worrying and that carbon emissions are going up. And on the other hand, we have most of the solutions we need. We have renewables, we have wind and solar power, we have a lot of the technology that we need, not all of it. It's just really a question of political will. So there are reasons for hope. Are we doing enough? No, we're not.
One of the biggest threats to safety in the modern world is from drones. They're convenient, relatively cheap, easy to use, readily available and easily adaptable. And that's the fear of security forces across the globe, especially when they must police huge events with vast crowds. Yeah, and the Olympics being one of the largest in the world. And now uh, it's being revealed France are deploying some serious tech next month. It's testing out new anti-drone shields during the Rugby World Cup in preparation for the Games there next year. Yeah. Adam Sage has written about this today from Paris, explaining how terrorists, especially Islamic State, are feared to have plans to use drones to target the games. The Interior Minister, Jahan Darmanin, has identified it as the foremost terrorist threat at events such as the Olympics. What the French authorities are concerned about are that terrorists will use drones either for surveillance of crowds, prior to an attack or to to use them to drop bombs, including dirty bombs, from drones. France has spent €350 million on six of these shields. It's incredible tech. Um, They do all sorts of things from detection to signal jamming and they've bought other clever anti-drone stuff too. They really have. It's it's basically Star Wars. Are you ready for this? A 65 mile an hour interceptor drone cool. which can catch another drone in a net. No. The next one's even better. A laser. I mean, this is ridiculous, isn't it? But it's capable of destroying drones from up to a mile away. Genius. Uh, but when I see stories like this, one thing always springs to mind. Why tell your enemies about the tech you've got? <laughs> yeah, Surely that gives them a potential advantage. Totally. And Adam says it's not just a message for tourists, though, but also domestic pranksters, too. They're trying to dissuade people from doing this by revealing it, saying we've got the technology to deal with it, so don't bother investing in it. I think there's also an element of, of telling people who might almost be tempted to fly drones for a lark not with bombs in them, but just to worry crowds. Even an innocent drone that is unauthorised could create a panic, could create a crush, um, and in itself be a problem. And Adam's piece is well worth a read. All sorts of details in there we've no time to get into. Uh, you can do so with a digital subscription at thetimes.co.uk. Now, Sonal, to an age-old debate. Should you have to pay to get into a cultural site? Yeah, in Italy recently, they've taken the gamble of saying yes, uh, at least at one of the most important examples, the Pantheon. Yeah, five euros it'll cost you to go and see the second-century marvel. This is a church which boasts the world's largest unreinforced concrete dome. That sounds dangerous to me, by the way. Uh, I'm sure it's not. The government says the cash it's brought in since the entry fee came in last month has exceeded all expectations. Yep. James Imam, the Times man in Italy, reports that it's generated over 866,000 euros through the 230,000 tourists who visited the monument in that time. 
although it's the latter figure that's concerning some who think its educational value is perhaps greater than the cash figure. Yeah, because as well, those numbers, those visitor numbers, that is, are down. Usually there's a million in a month. Yeah, the question now is whether a reduction in numbers is worth it. Elsewhere in Rome, they're trying to work out how to stop tourists jumping in the Trevi Fountain. <laughs> Not something I've done, bet you have. Uh, far harder to charge for that. Yeah, although uh, going back to the previous story, if 45 Celsius there, I'd definitely pay for the privilege. <laughs> <laughs> To a couple rarely out of the news, I can't be bothered to talk about them often, frankly, but it's Harry and Meghan again. Yeah, job-wise, not much luck for these two. Harry left his job as a working royal. Meghan, a jobbing actor. Spotify canned their podcast. Yeah, and Netflix were left wondering what they'd got for the five-year multi-million dollar deal, <laughs> aside from a six-part docu-series. Yeah, the couple... They're now making fiction for the streaming giant and they've bought the rights to the romantic novel Meet Me at the Lake. Yeah, that sounds right up your street. It apparently (laughs) echoes the Duke and Duchess's real-life relationship. Something for the beach, Toby? I won't be buying that one. I've not had a summer holiday since before the pandemic, but I have got one coming up, which I was looking forward to until today after looking in the travel section of the Times. Uh, you're not planning on wearing Speedos, are you? Oh, that's a sight nobody wants implanted my in their mind. My sort eyes. Of, for the record, no. Um, but that is, sort of, the point of this piece by Ed Gremby. Yeah, he's written about global beach etiquette and the differences across the globe. And Ed's pretty disappointed with it all. He says etiquette is just a posh word for spoiling people's fun. <laughs> yeah, and Sonal, it doesn't stop there. It's not all just etiquette. There are actual laws involved now. In Sorrento, on the Amalfi Coast, bikinis now are uh, illegal. Uh, Laguna Beach, California, balloons illegal. Vigo in Galicia is banned, actually banned with fines, weeing in the sea. Weeing in the sea? Just how do you police that? Tell me. <laughs> uh, well... Ed's wondered that too. I mean, I like to think there's sort of an undercover, an underwater, undercover wee squad. I'm not sure. <laughs> I fancy a job, Sonal. There's a naughty response to that, but no. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, some of the other beach etiquette elements that Ed is discussing include where you can eat ice cream, where you can play ball games. And he wants anyone with a Bluetooth speaker or worse, a boombox. Yeah. Does anyone have a boombox? To stop playing music and let <laughs> us hear the sea. Yeah, I mean, fair play. Although everyone around you will definitely want to hear the World in 10 podcast. Of course. So make sure you play that for your fellow beachgoers or anyone else around you in any scenario that you find yourself in. Remember, every single day. Start with this episode and we'll be back tomorrow with another so you can do it again then. Bye for now. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.